Hi, everybody. I'm Sunny, and this is We Gotta Talk, a live weekly digital talk show and podcast where we like to dig deep. Real talk, big topics. Now, let's dig in. All right. Hi, guys. Welcome to the latest episode of We Gotta Talk. I'm excited. We're not doing anything serious today. You know, we love like a good detail here. We love to nerd out on things. But today, we need to make things lighter. I'm welcoming producer Rachel on, yay, as my co-host. Yay. And I mean, not even guest, your co-host today, Rach. And I love you. And I'm I'm glad we get to just gossip and talk about our favorite things. Yes. I'm in a much need for this. I have a lot of thoughts. I have a lot of opinions on a lot of different uh new favorite shows, podcasts, all kinds of things. So I'm excited to just go oh my God. full girl on you. Let's go. Let's go in deep right away. Um, you go first. I'm going to put on my um, on my blue blockers while we go. So TV shows. We talked, I mean, like, I feel like everybody's got a current show they're obsessed with right now. Um, so you lead off on the TV in the TV category because I feel like we're going to get some new ideas here. Okay. I just was on... Oh, first, we'll give a little preview. We're going to talk about some of our favorite hot things. And then we have a couple of newsy celebrity headlines that we're going to get into, like why are celebrities assholes and such. So we're going to go through some of this fun girl stuff. The Um, age old question. (laughs) Yes. Um, Okay. I was just on an airplane and I love to binge a show and I binged the real story behind the celebrity bling ring. Do you remember oh my gosh. when like Lindsay Lohan was being robbed um, by these like young kid robbers? Well, the two of the people who were involved in the case are do a full sit down documentary interview and reveal what really happened. And they both have such conflicting memories of what really happened and it details the whole thing and they just the one guy spills it all he spills all the tea of how he got into it why they started robbing celebrities how they tracked them the works and i just found it really fascinating okay so you know one of the girls on there alexis nyers is like the one that i feel like got the most press do you know okay first of all her personal story since that all happened is freaking bonkers. She's, um, she, she's got her own podcast now and her own sort of life in Hollywood. She was married. She's divorced. She's bisexual. She, then she says she's gay and she's leaving her husband for a woman. And now she's, you know, back to dating a man after she divorced her husband. She is like her podcast. I love, it's literally one of the most interesting podcasts they've ever listened to. She talks about her childhood trauma, like why she showed up in her adult life as like such a damaged person. It's really sad, actually, like sexual abuse she endured. My God, you have to listen to this, the addictions that she's dealt with. And now she's totally clean. And she is like the world's most sexually liberated person. I listen to this podcast, even I'm like, <gasps> like, it's insane. You have to listen to it. I think it's called recovering from reality. And I'm recalling okay. that offhand. Yeah, it's really Okay. Good. So they failed well, she, to promote that at the end of the episode. She's in it. She's like the main girl. And then the other guy, Kyle, Kevin, something like that. I should have done a little more research for us here, guys, but uh, I'm wearing both hats today. It was so good. She definitely has a different opinion about how some of the things went down, but they didn't promote the fact that she has a podcast or any of this other stuff, but her mom, piece of work. What a piece of work is her mother. And I totally forgot that they were filming a reality show 
her and her family, Alexis and her mom and her sister, and then their like adopted sister were all in the process of filming a reality show when she got arrested. The whole thing was like brought back all those memories of that time period, you know? It's like so um, that early 2000s yes. vibe. I, it's just like brings back memories of my young adult life. I just like, it's not to get all serious and like boner killer because I know this is supposed to be like a fun episode, but when you yeah. look at people's parents and how they were raised and it's just like, doesn't it explain it all? And don't you like sort of cry inside for like the young yeah. version of her? It's just so sad. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she and Quite a bit. And her mom was encouraging her as like an underage person to be doing like basically nude photo shoots. Oh. And and, and to her mom's defense, though, she explains that that's what her mom knew. And that's what her mom, like, that's what she did. And so she did naked photo was, shoots. She did. Yeah. Like pinup type photos. And oh yeah. And so that was how her mom made money at that age. And she was just doing what she knew, right? Mm -hmm. But also, you know, do better, right? Like, don't you want to do better as a parent? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm yes, you do. That's why I'm in every type of therapy there is, Rachel. <laughs> you and me both. Listen, girl, I've said it before. I'll say it again. If you're not in therapy, you're not growing. We're not here for that. You're not perfect, okay? Get thyself no. to therapy, make yourself better, and show up as a better individual. That's all rant over. Yes. Um, so okay. I know you've been obsessed with the Dahmer series, which is something I literally cannot watch. It Rachel. just freaks me out, and I don't want to know. It's too much to know. Don't watch it. I hate myself okay. for watching it. You know, <laughs> I have speaking of psychological like deep dives into why I like stuff and don't like stuff. You know, we worked together in news for so long, and I've said this many times. But when your job is talking about bad stuff happening, I don't want to go home and watch bad stuff happening. Um, right. It really impacted me in a deep way to talk about that. So this is the first time that I've like deliberately made a choice to watch true crime in entertainment form, even in like documentary form. Like I don't watch Dateline. I don't watch the first 48. I don't watch, I, I just don't. It just like really, um, it disturbs my energy on like a really deep level. Um, so, but, but we started watching it. Andrew was like, let's just, let's just start it. We started watching it the first night that the hurricane came through. We're like, nothing like a little cozy TV in the hurricane. It was fucking, it was a little I serial mean, killer action. The first episode, I was crawling out of my skin. However, we are now, I think we're eight or nine episodes through, so it's 10 total. Yeah, so we're oh still watching God. it. I guess, I know, it's long. And I guess, I mean, I hesitate to call it a current favorite because like that means, it doesn't mean that I endorse like what is happening in the show, but it is, it's really well done. And I hate my, I hate myself for loving you. I hate it, but I watch it every night. So um, it's really good. It's How really good. How can you sleep? I don't How know. Can you watch that in sleep. I wouldn't be able to. I don't know. I just think the sheer exhaustion always outweighs the like what I'm watching. <laughs> but um it's interesting because they get out they get away from the gore. I would say there's three or four like intense either like longer scenes or shorter scenes in the movie that are really graphic. Most of it is like the psychology behind how he is. And they don't come out and say why he is how he is, but they explore all of these different angles um, and experiences that he had growing up, how he and his dad used to pick up roadkill together and do like um, 
taxidermy, taxidermy. Uh, you know? Yeah. How um, his mom was on a ton of prescription drugs when she was pregnant. And there's this sort of question underneath the, you know, did that impact right. his mental health? They talk about a procedure he underwent as a kid and his dad said he never came out the same. They t- and now they're starting to throw in um, his dad is feeling the guilt of, you know, raising a monster essentially. And you hear what the dad used to think when he was, it's really messed up. It's really intense. So, um, but does it make you feel sympathetic towards him then knowing that his mom and all of those examples that you just gave of like, that is why he was the way he was or no? Sympathetic might not be the right word, but it okay. um, it makes it certainly creates a whole character where in news it was just um, crazy like psycho killer. Yeah, right. Yeah, and he is a crazy psycho killer. But I think what's really gripping too is like <laughs> there is a level of awareness in this man. Like they're asking him to plead insanity, and he's like, "I can't do it. I'm not crazy." I mean, it's so if this is accurate to real wow. life, like who knows? Because he's dead now. He was beaten to death in prison, but apparently he was remorse not remorseful but sort of like acknowledging the evil that he that he caught that he sort of inhabited and and the the horrible things that he did so he never ran away from it he was never trying to plead not guilty he was never saying don't punish me he was like i deserve to die it's a real it's just a real it's a real journey so we're watching yeah i, I mean you know the, I would say watch it. You know, a lot obviously a lot of people are watching it. I just feel really bad for contributing to that machine. You know what I mean, Rach? Like, the- yeah, I know what you mean. There's a documentary I was recommended a series like this to about the Bill Cosby stuff. That's I think on Amazon, and uh-huh. I downloaded it for the plane. And then every time I go to put it on, I just can't bring myself to watch it because. Just like I could watch the silly, like robbing celebrity documentary, right? Mm-hmm. Or, like those things that are obviously that's like not silly. You don't want to be like somebody who robs people and feels right. But on the worse, scale of but- crimes, it's like on the lesser side than cutting someone up and eating their liver. Yes, yes, yes. I can do like simple uh, robbery charges, but like federal murder charges is too far for me on TV shows. <laughs> do you have news PTSD too? For sure. I can't watch the news, Sunny. I can't watch local news. I want to rip my hair out and scream. <laughs> every when time, they, like every time, like an animation runs with like do 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 do, like breaking news. Rachel like breaks out in hives. It's true. Well, I start critiquing. I go, <sighs> why did they? Why did they? Why did they write that banner? Who wrote this story? What is that lead in? What is that toss to the reporter? It just my mind it goes into that mode, and I have to turn it off. And I live in a small town, so you know the market is small here, and the and the level of news is a little different. And serial killers can really hide out well in small towns too. So. Yeah, they can. <laughs> Not it's to crazy. freak you out or anything. Um, okay, anything no. else good we should be watching, Rach? It can be online, you know, like Instagram, like anything else you're loving lately in this area. Uh, can I do podcast? Yes, let's move on to podcasts. Okay, Girls Next Level. Do you what? remember Girls Next Door about the Playboy bunnies who lived with you? The oh, reality yes. show. Another. I'm all real. I'm reliving my 2000s glory days of reality television <laughs> and like celebrity everything. Really before Instagram and Twitter and all of these things sort of took over. This was our entertainment, people. Like reality shows, watching Entertainment Tonight, Extra, that was where we got all of this, you know, escape from reality. Anyway, Holly Madison and Bridget Marquardt, two of the three, Kendra Wilkinson was the third playmate or playboy 
girlfriend funny. to Hugh Hef Bunny. I've they're go they've dove in so far on the episodes of describing what's a playmate, what's a Playboy bunny, who gets oh. to have all these titles. So I kind of fudged that up, but it's okay. You know what I mean? They were Hugh Hefner's girlfriends at the time, and they filmed a whole reality show about it. And they, the two of the girls are going back and re-watching every single episode and then talking about it on the podcast. So they're going episode by episode. And they also dove into all the juicy details about what it was like sleeping with Hef. Okay, what how that works? How was the it whole like thing. one out of ten? Was it like a one out of ten experience for most of them, or was it like you know a solid six or seven? It one was a one out of ten, and it was mostly at least from the point of where Holly is a girlfriend and living at the mansion and hanging out with the girls before it became just the three of them that there was a period of time where Hugh had like 15 girlfriends. You mm -hmm. may remember this if your son is in my age, but he had like 15 girls and it was this huge gaggle. And there was all these celebrity photos of them, of him with all these blondes. And then it eventually got boiled down to the three of them. And then they had the reality show, but the girls, when it was at that time in the mansion, they would, it was expected of them on like Friday nights, they would have dinner and then they would get ready and they would go out to a club and then they would come home from the club and they would all go upstairs and they would each basically take turns having sex with you. Pause. All like pause okay. in the group, in a room together, like watching, not in like the good orgy kind of way, but in the <laughs> not so great orgy kind of way, right? Where not necessarily the way they describe it is like, not all the girls were hooking up with each other. It was just sort of like an expected <laughs> thing. And it wasn't necessarily comfortable for people like Holly, who was like, I didn't want to have, I didn't feel comfortable having sex with him in front of all of the other women, uh, you know, you think? which is a yeah. Oh my God. Wait. So he have so many questions here. Number I know, one, like, so okay, how do we have the energy for this? We're, we're eating, we're going out and drinking, and then we're coming home and having, having the orgy. I feel like we need to reverse the order in that for like maximum performance. Number two, how does he keep it going that long? I don't know that I, I want to, know. I'm sure it's like prescriptions. And number three, like, you don't want to know your roommates that well. You know, I I was like under the mistaken impression that all of this action was happening individually behind closed doors. Like he would go from one room to the next and it wasn't like, this is like, this is like the Sam's Club or like the Costco version of like banging it out. Like we're going to get more value for the time and just do it all at once. Yeah. This is horrible. That's, that's at that period of time in Hugh's life. They don't know and they don't discuss what it was like before that. But when he, you know, he's been married, I don't have, they don't discuss that time. Mm. I, I don't know if it was different, but at that particular time, that's what was happening. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. I need to check oh, it's that out. So good. I am, I'm thoroughly enjoying it and I don't know why. I think I also like secretly always wanted to be in Playboy because like my aunt was in Playboy and lived at the mansion. What? And so Wait, I've always- Oh yeah, Aunt Tony was lived in LA at the mansion in the 80s and was a model and was a part of the Playboy model side of Playboy. There was the time when there was like the magazine and then there was the clubs, like there was a Playboy club in Texas, I think, and Chicago and LA and then they also had like a modeling agency, like a branch of 
just talent of women talent. And so she was a, a model under the Playboy brand. And yeah. Oh my, I mean, wow. And Tony for the win. Yeah. I never yeah. knew that. You you would not want it. Does Playboy even exist today? I was going to say like, is that still a dream? It does. I don't, it does? It's okay. a digital version and they still stick true to the, I only know this because of Holly talks all about it on the podcast and that they are still sticking true to sort of that like pin up beautiful photo and less porn and less right. in that direction of the internet. Right, right. So, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Wouldn't well, you is- want like a stunning photo of you in your prime, like looking absolutely perfectly posed and sexy and not grotesque? Or is that just me? No, no, no. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't want anyone to ever see it. <laughs> I mean, except like Andrew. But I mean, I think, I don't know. Like, did you do a- boudoir photos for Andrew ever? I've done boudoir photos when I was pre-children. And even those felt to me like... I don't know. Maybe I didn't have enough alcohol. It always felt, <laughs> and I have no boundaries around like my sexuality. Yeah. This isn't like a, a discomfort with who I am, but I do, I just don't think I have that element in me. Like wanting, I just don't want other people to see it too much. You know what I mean? I'm a, it's just, I don't know. I just feel, here's what I feel like. I feel like Number one, it would be really hard to explain to my kids. And I know that that's like a sure. weird reason to not. But, you know, I feel like I have so much to explain to them already. And and I like talked about this about a month or so ago. Even like the Botox, I st- I'm going to have to explain stuff to them as I get older anyway. Like these, yeah. this complicated relationship that women have with their self-image. I just wouldn't want to throw that in there. And number two, I just feel like if I were my partner, I'd be like, well, damn, you showed everyone. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I mean, my old fashioned, I don't know. No, I think that's one perspective. And I think there would be some guys who would be like, hell yeah, that's mine. And nobody else gets to touch it. You know, you know like, what? that's actually lucky. true. That's <laughs> true too. To... Like the show, I fell out of it. Maybe I'll reconsider. Are they in the market for a 41 year old? <laughs> Mother with a C-section scar. Yeah. I think all bodies are beautiful, Sunny, and you should apply. They could Photoshop that scar right out. (laughs) How many times have I said on this podcast, like, it's hard for me to show up in car line as is with the stuff that I say here. Can you imagine if I also had a Playboy um, centerfold to explain? (laughs) You know what? Hey, guys. I would love it and I would want you to own it so bad and just dare any of those women to even, even bring it up because you know 90% of them would be too ashamed and embarrassed to even bring it up to you. Well, informal poll, we'll put this on Instagram. Would you in your current state pose for Playboy? Assuming you could get the best makeup, hair, there's not much of a wardrobe, but like accessorizing. We need to ask because I'm sure you're right. I feel like more people would lean into that. I think I'm just like a secret prude. I don't think you are. I mean, you know, I have my moments. Okay. This is, that's that's what I'm listening to. What are you listening to? This is going to feel like a hard left turn after that conversation. (laughs) We're going to make it. We're going to make it. She's a nerd at heart. What can we say? Um, The Argument is a New York Times podcast, and it's hosted by Jane Koston. And it's like, it's the type of content that I live for, which is like two sides of an argument, right? The Libra in me. So I was just listening to some really great episodes lately, and I feel like people should check this one out. It's called, Is America Headed for Another Civil War? Um, I feel like, I know, right? It's very 
It's very heavy. <laughs> Why yeah. can't I get away from this? Even, even when I try, um, here's what it looks like the um, podcast cover art, if you guys are watching, but basically I feel like, and you and I have discussed this off cam. We've talked about it on the podcast. We're in such a heated political climate right now. And people are like firmly tucked into their respective corners. And so the interview or the, the podcast is with two people, one who believes that we are headed for another, like actual physical battle of some sort. And another who thinks this is just another time in American history. So we need, you need to check that out. You know, it's depressing, but it's good. And then I wanted to mention too, hold on. I got to like scroll these up. This one is really good. And they just came out with some new episodes. Okay. I'm showing you here. It's called the hidden gin D J I N N. So gin is, mean? it's an invisible spirit in, um, certain like cultures. It's, I, I believe the host said it's like in the Muslim faith. So or even the Hindu faith, they're like spirits that walk among us, essentially. They appear mm. sometimes in human form, in animal form. And the host has just not only her own incredible stories about like haunted stuff happening, but she interviews people who have their own experience, right? So the interaction between humans and the spirits around us. And we talk about this stuff all the time, which I totally, oh, yeah. completely believe in in this and, you know, the presence of, of energetic um beings around us so hidden gin you have to check it out especially heading into halloween it's really good it's really I'm good. all for that i have a story that happened to me recently about a message from spirit okay what? so an, okay go. an elderly lady that lives here in where i live i've helped her over the last year she was 94 she just passed away um, but over the last 10 years of me coming up here to visit and then now living here i would take her i would go grocery shopping for her because she couldn't drive anymore or uh we would take like my aunt and i would take her, her to her doctor's appointment or to go pick up her prescriptions whatever so i've known her for a while well she uh passed away a couple weeks ago and my aunt and I were able to go over to the house and say goodbye to her before they took the body away mm -hmm. um, to go do all of the things. And they say you can still hear when you have passed for a few hours, you don't necessarily leave your body right away. So we went and said some nice things. And I said to her, like, you know, you're now with your dog because like she had a dog and she's with her cat and her husband and like how wonderful that she can see them again and, you know, that she was just so loved and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We leave. Uh, all is well. The next day I go to the dog park with my dog and my aunt's dogs and there's a little beagle there. And I go, oh, what is the beagle's name? And they go, Penelope, but we call her Penny. And that was the name of the woman who died the day before. And her name was Penelope, but they all called her Penny. So you think and she came back in dog form for like a minute? I think she came through to acknowledge that she heard what I said about the dogs and like seeing all the dogs she loved and like knowing that she's made it to the other side and that she heard us. And oh, it was a it. little gift of that. And then I haven't seen that dog since. Do you have dreams too of people when they pass? We've talked about this before. And like, there are certain people like, for no, example, you my have that gift. I don't, I don't have that. I, have I get messages in like this form, like dead people come back and give me messages like right after they die kind of thing. 
Did you ever like pass them on though to people who you feel yeah. like they might be like, how does it land? Cause I have to tell you what just happened to me. And like, it, it's a mixed bag with the landing of the dead people coming to talk to you thing. Like some people are just really freaked out. Some people don't believe it. Some people wish it was delivered to them directly. There's a whole mixed thing, but I just do it because I feel like if I don't do it, you know, that's spirit taking the opportunity, whatever opportunity they mm -hmm. can to deliver the messages they need to. If it has to come through me in some roundabout way, then so be it. And yeah. I, my job is done, you know, and then they yeah. leave me alone. So. Yeah. I had another one about my best friend from, you know, elementary school's mom. And, you know, I texted her and I'm like, oh, this feels really awkward because I love, obviously like we know each other better than everyone. I'm not like embarrassed, embarrassed, but I'm a little embarrassed. And I'm like, Hey, Miss Cleo here again, coming through. <laughs> Miss Cleo. I mean, rage. I feel so silly, but these are not regular dreams. No. They're not like, you know, it's not a melatonin fueled creation of my own making, you know, like I really genuinely believe and this goes for my good friend from college who passed. I reached yes. out, I reached out to her sister from time to time. And, you know, I, it feels like I can't not do it. Yeah, yeah. It's that same, it's that same vibe. I do think that if we all like work on our sense of calm and peace and quiet and meditation or prayer, and you get into yourself enough that we all have that ability. Maybe, maybe it's channeled in different ways. Maybe it's not dreams. Maybe it's a feeling. I don't know. But anyway, I just had another one. Was recently. it well received? It was, you know, it was her saying, um, I don't think she'll mind me saying this because I'm not like giving any identifying details, but it was her mom appearing and she was saying, she's just really relieved about something that was going to happen in her daughter's lives. And she's breathing a sigh of relief about something. So not to worry. And I was like, I don't know what this means to you, but I'm going to tell you. And, um, it didn't, I haven't spoken to her on the phone since then. And she was yeah. like, I don't, so I don't know if it's for her or her sister or whatever, but she's like, I love, I was relieved. She's like, I love when you send me this. It, you know, it's it, even though you feel weird, you know, because I do feel like, there is something to this and I'm going to keep an eye out for like anything that this might relate to over the next, this was just recently. So we'll see. Wow. I don't know. I, but I have to joke about it because I feel like such a, such an idiot. You know what I mean? I don't think you should. I think yeah. it's a gift. And if people are open to receiving it, it can yeah. be very healing and helpful. And yeah. I don't know. Oh, I guess I've just been around too many mediums like Gloria, who's been on the show. She's a friend that I go to lunch with and she just starts reading people in the middle of dinner, you know, and it's just like, what? And then we just carry on with conversation. And I go, mm -hmm. are we not going to just acknowledge that you just delivered like some message to the waiter that his dad loves him and then the guy walked away crying <gasps> and like we're just gonna pick back up with whatever nonchalant drama you have in your life what the hell What's oh my wrong god with people? To, to have that level of sensitivity i wish i truly wish we did that um I don't want to get too, too into this because like, this is going to turn like real foo-foo yeah. real quick, but we did, I, you know, I talked to you about this separately, but I did like a lion's gate ceremony with some friends. We had, um, I don't even know what you would call her, a spiritual healer or an intuit or a medium, all of those things, I guess you could say, but it was like when the lion's gate portal was open in August and the energy field was like wide open. And I will tell you this, there were some things happening at that circle. And it was like eight women with, two who are sort of like leading us and then one kind of hopping in and out of participating. But 
uh, she had, the host had this like dead basil plant next to, we were like on the pool area, like the patio area that was fully dead. And we did this and it like revived itself the next, it was wild and wacky. One of the women had an intensely personal, yes, it was wild. We, goosebumps. yeah, it's, it's crazy. I mean, it was, you know, it's like a seeing with your own eyes kind of situation, which really is a testament to the power of energy. And we were like, you know, doing all these things. And all of a sudden, like we were in the, in the zone kind of, and all of these like frogs hopped over onto the wall and were like, like while we were, you know, breathing and doing our like channeling, we're like, all, went crazy. We're like, you know, like it was wild. It was like nature was responding. It was intense. So very, very good. Um, oh my gosh. So crazy. Okay. Let's move on. Favorites yeah. products. Do you have anything? Cause I got a couple here too. No, but I wanted to ask you, and I was going to text you this anyway, but I thought it would be perfect for today. I'm in search of new underwear. Where do I go? Okay. Where is the like cotton modal modal also eco-friendly, but with like a little bit of sexy, but that isn't going to cut into my fat and give me a fat (laughs) roll that's like smooth. Do you know what I mean? I do. Okay. So where am I going? So for granny panties, I do gap body. And this is like granny is like, you know, we're, we're trying to get past these associations, but like, you know, when you just don't want to, I don't want to wear a thong all the time. I feel like I just, that level of commitment has, that's in my past. Like those are my twenties. We got to wear full coverage some days. Gap body makes a really good, like cotton blend. They're thin, but they're not what you want to wear for like, you know, if you have pants that are going to show anything. But for a really comfortable, like seamless thong, Commando is really good. And Skims, I just started buying Skims. I have their bra on right now. I'm going to show you just the bottom part of it. Which one? Like the one, which celebrity is wearing it in the new ads? (laughs) You know what? Should I just flash you? Hold on, let me just show you what it looks like. It's it's like a spaghetti strap, but it's like a Does it have underwire? No. It has, oh, okay. It's fully- like fully stretch. I don't wear underwire see, anymore. A, you were going to flash me your bra, but you wouldn't take a Playboy photo. You're, you hey, would. And it's nobody, a sports bra. <laughs> okay. Right. Exactly. It, it is. I mean, it's like, you know, well, it's a bikini. <laughs> okay. But are you okay supporting the Kardashians? Because I have such mixed feelings about it. I own a pair of good American jeans and I love them. Yeah. And good. they are the, my butt looks amazing. The stretch is just right. They cover my foot, like my, you know, my tummy mm-hmm. rolls up here and I look great, but I also am like so conflicted because I have such You do? Tell me more. Tell that. me. Tell me why. Like I just, I think Kim's finally doing a better job of like using her fame and good and everything to help others. Like she's doing with the wrongfully convicted uh, yeah. people of color and like doing her law stuff, which I, f- I fully support, but I always just felt like. They have such a powerful platform. And I don't think that you have to do good. I think it's cool to to use that to make a, a successful business, which every single one of them do. But also, like, I always just, like, wished there was a little bit more from them. Yeah. I mean. In the, like, do good side of the world part of it, you know? But that's just, I get, I'm a little judgy. I'm a little no, judgy. I, I love you for it. I need someone judgy in my life. I'm a Libra. Please <laughs> judge away. Tell me what to think. Um, I, I actually have a real ambivalent sort of like thought and approach on them. I do support 
their businesses. You know, I buy the skims. I have bought Good American, although the button popped off on one pair of jeans. And this mm. bodysuit that I got also fell apart. So I was like, Neh. um, Yeah. But I don't know. I agree. I guess they could do more with their platform. What what I don't like about it, and this is more of a, a critique of, of social media culture, is the um the veracity for consumption that they inspire it's like you know yes. but that's like an influencer thing too like i i feel like scrolling through my my instagram feed i'm seeing i'm feeling pressured to purchase and i i don't shop a lot but like it's just like a new you have to have a new outfit every day you have to have a new pair of shoes yeah. and i am that's what I don't like about them. It's just like, how many more beauty products do we need in the world? How many more vitamins do we yeah. need? Like you're creating plastic, you're creating waste, you're creating, you know, you're throwing all of this pollution into the environment. And for what, like, is your product really that much better? Um, mm -hmm. But I guess if you ask any entrepreneur, they would say, well, yes, that's why I'm making it. That's the problem I have with them. It's just like the out, the sheer output of stuff that they put into the environment. It's like, like you said, like, ah, maybe lean into like, I don't know, some type of charity or I don't know, something. But yeah. I, I can't really, I, I really am entertained by them. Like, I'm embarrassed I know. to say it. I am too, to a degree. And I do applaud Chloe for being like one of the first, if not the first, to show body inclusive models for the different sizes of mm -hmm. jeans, which super great. Totally supportive of that. But yeah, that's where I lie. All right. Well, I'll have to contemplate my morality uh, when it comes to ordering <laughs> skims. And if Don't. it falls under my ethical judgments. I'm just <laughs> saying, order. after a day in their underwear, you will throw all judgment aside. Also, all right. it's good. Yeah. Commando, skims for thongs, gap body for regular that's all I, that's yeah. like pretty much all I wear. Um, and get their bra. Like, um, I don't yeah. wear underwire anymore ever, ever since I had kids and found the joy in stretchy bras. I just, I don't go back. So I don't even yeah. wear regular bras. I don't know what to tell you. I've had one bra. This is horrifying, Rachel. Remember when I used to work in TV six and a half years yes. ago, my bra is eight years old. My, the underwire bra. <laughs> How often you wear it? I only wore it to work. So I bought it. Maybe it's seven years old. I bought it like maybe right before I left TV. Yeah. Cause I had to have a regular, I, I yep. literally never wear them. I have a, I have a strapless I and I have a couple of nude bras and they're that old. I, I'm wearing a real bra with underwire today only because the three that are stretchy are all Show dirty. Up. And I oh. was like, Oh crap. I got to put this real one on today. And you know what? Back. I'm going to tell you this too. Hold on. I'm writing notes, guys, for what I want to What to talk about. Show notes. Skims, <laughs> underwear, gap body. Here's another really good brand to check out for um, stretchy bras that hold well, but aren't actually two more. Um, Notori, N-A-T-O-R-I makes a great, like it's a, it's a lace kind of deep V Ooh. And it's wireless. It's super thin. There's absolutely no padding or lining. I sleep in it Good. or I wear it like when I'm just around the house. It's like not, it's not a high impact situation, but it's really good. And then, um, oh gosh, what's the, the Sarah Blakely brand? Spanx, the Bra-le-Luya. It's like, oh. um, mm -hmm. Bra-le-Luya. I'll link all these in notes. Okay. Um, anyway, if you're not, if you're not into underwires like we are, those are like my, that's all I wear every day. So yay. Um, okay. Speaking of clothes. favorite Clothes yeah. products, yes. Dish. I have to show you, and I'm wearing one today because I was just easier to show. So there's this new brand I found. It's called Saint and Sophia. Okay. This is like they make these really. I'm always looking for, you know, living I in Florida. Full screen. Yeah, probably full screen. Okay, so boop. It's like a thin. Um, it's not fully cotton, but it's kind of a stretchy cotton kind of modal 
um, like a blend t-shirt yeah. that looks so cute. I'm always looking it for is. stuff that's a simple silhouette because with these high-waisted jeans lately, I feel like um, I want a sleek vibe on top. If you're having like big jeans on the bottom, I don't want to do a big look on top unless it's cropped and then I'm showing stomach and I don't want to show stomach. So my solution to that is to like look into a lot of fitted tees and stuff. Yeah. So the brand is called Saint and Sophia. Hold on. S-A-I-N-T-S-O-F-I-A. The only the knock is, print. yeah, it was like one of those um, like catalogs that arrived. It like targeted me for advertising and I was like, oh, I like. Um, I love a catalog. I love like, Delia 1998. Yeah, so we got Delia's, my first catalog. Um, but yeah, their vibe is like very chic, very like Euro, very minimal. They're shipping though, because I believe it's like based somewhere in England is, mm. is long. It takes forever. So just make sure you click on their United States tab. They're like worldwide, but I think they're based out of England. So check that out. Mm. And what, oh yeah, what hold on. I'm going to show you this too. And they have these jogger pants. We're like a big throwback episode. See these stripes yeah. on the side? Like oh, so yeah. cute. Can you see the bottom? No. They're, they're like kind of like a, <laughs> there we go. Like a bell situation. Yeah. 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 Um, they don't have so little cute. snaps on the side, do they? <laughs> oh my God. Remember that? Tearaway pants. <laughs> Tearaways from the 90s. The the Adidas ones, right? Well, I played basketball in our school. Like we got to order warmies and we had the tearaway pants and the tops. Did you actually remove them with that mechanism? Uh, No, they were too hard to like really pull like that. You had to, I kind of had to undo it. Yeah. I manually, I couldn't just like rip it. They were too too strong. Yeah. I was like a tiny baby. I know all these things we wore. I do feel it's like, oh my gosh, am I really wearing this? But it's all this? back. It's all back in fashion. And these are cute. Like and I'm, I'm gonna not put them about with it. Like a plain, a plain white tee, and I feel like it'll be cute. I know Andrew hates this style. By the way, I'm like suggesting all this stuff, and he's like, no more '90s fashion. I'm like, why? I, I think it can be tastefully done. I really do. And I think if like at at this age, at least. If I can lean into, you know, I'm not going to go super trendy with it, but some of the silhouettes, you can lean into that yeah. jean silhouette and pair it even with a great button down and kind of like, t- like a little loose French tuck in the front with like a crisp button down. You can yeah. get, you know, you can still do the straight leg or wider leg jeans and make that look your, our age, my age, I, you know, and not like, and not like you're trying to chase a trend. So yeah, Saint and Sophia and okay. that's it. That's it for clothing. I do have two okay. quick beauty products. So can we talk about these? Hit it. Hit it. You're the beauty junkie of all beauty junkies I know. So really embarrassing. I could have brought my whole shelf on here. Um, Beauty Pie, I've talked about this brand before. They're a wholesale, I guess it's like wholesale beauty. It's like Costco for beauty products. So essentially you sign up for a membership. I think it was like $60 for the whole year, but you get access to, it's so cheap, Rach. And like you get access to essentially wholesale pricing. So um, I'm going to have to log on and find out. I think the total cost of this lip kit was only like 19 bucks or something, but I'm going to show you why I love it because it's the color. So speaking of like 90s vibe, it's a, it's like a brownish nude, but it, okay, right? Yes. So you get that lipstick and you get this liner. It's on my lips right now. It doesn't look that brown, does it? No, it doesn't look that brown. It's no, very, it actually looks really beautiful. It's it, a very nice color on you. It's amazing. Oh, thank you. It's it amazing. just defines your lips enough, but isn't as brown as it looks in the on the. Yeah, put pop there. me back up, and like, I'm gonna 
I'm going to show that you. I would be this... like, I'm not putting that on my lips. I know <laughs> it, it, looks, it looks really good. It looks really weird online and in person, but it's their collaboration with Jenna Lyons, who, by the way, is a new housewife in New York. Um, <gasps> she was, oh, remember Jenna we Lyons? talk about that. No, yes. why? Should I know her? She was the creative director. Hold on. Let me hide this lower third. She was the creative director at um, J. Crew. She was the one who issued uh, in the whole era of popped collars, bright neon pink with khaki, oh. that very statementy vibe of J. Crew. Remember? Mm-hmm. Um, so let me see if I, I'll find her on Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to find Reunified too. Hold on. They went full on delete, alt, control alt deleted the entire cast of Real Housewives of New York City and have an entire new group of women. Every single one of them is new and I haven't done any research. I kind of want to just be surprised. I, feel I mean, like- I've seen their pictures, but I didn't like look up their names. None of the names stood out to me except for now I know this one that you just told me, Jenna. Yeah, it is like, um, hold on, I'm going to sign into my Beauty Pie account here so you guys can okay. see the price of this. But um, but yeah, I'm here for that because I feel like, uh, the I don't know, I'm not a huge housewife person, but I feel like the types of women that they picked before were a little more home focused and like not Korea. Yeah. They were a little more like Ladies Who Lunch vibes, not all of them. But um, I love that they like brought on someone who's like a just a legend like that. Okay, hold on. I'm going to pop this up. This is 27 bucks for the set. Okay, can you? Oh, that's can, pretty good. Can you see it? Like if I share it, can I share it from yeah, there? Yeah, did you do present? Are you logged in? Oh, yeah. Let me present. Hold on, guys. Get prepared to see my, prepare to see and all my damn click, tabs. Yeah, click just like the one tab. Okay. should be like an option. Okay. Can you see that, Rach? And then add, click add to stream. It should be in the bottom next to my picture and your picture. Mm, not seeing it. I'm going to send you the link. Send um, the it's link. 27 bucks for both. And then I'll pop myself up and show you guys lipstick one more time. And then we can move on because I know everybody yeah. who's not a beauty person is like, Wah. Um, there Wah. we go. Um, Listen, you're the only one that I come to really for anything beauty. Oh, what do I do for this? Or you know, like when I came to see you last time, you were like, here, use this product, Rach. Try this. Let me do your makeup. And I'm just like, I love it. It's like the older sister or like this, just like a sister. Like I didn't have a sister. So I never knew like what that was, but that's who you are to me. So I got here you. Is the, Anytime. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. Lipstick. Mm-hmm. And this is, I believe Jenna Lyons was, um, she has like an eyelash brand now, like a fake eyelash line. And she, this is also her, um, her making me the color. Yeah. So that's it. That's the color. The first one. Trying to hover over the name of it and it won't like nothing, nothing on, nothing on. Nothing on. Yes. Okay. Let me mark that. Or is that the, nope, that's just what it's called. Okay. Yep. There's like a bunch of Oh, and it's a recyclable. Yes. It's refillable. I love that. See, you pop it out. You pop out the little lipstick bullet and you keep this. This is the case. I love that. Mm-hmm. Very, very that. sustainable. We're here for that. I love it. I so, love yeah. a sustainable option. And a discount wholesale. Sign me up. It's so good. I mean, I wish I had a promo code to share. I've like reached out <laughs> to them, but they they run promos all the time with influencers where you can sign up for super cheap. And then I'm just going to yeah. talk about this real quick and then we can move on. Show just me. one more other. Oh my God, I didn't tell you this. I saw Dr. Devgan when I was in New York City. <gasps> yes, we have to talk about that. Wait, what did you have done? Botox. I just, I was like, what else? Okay. So you have to, pay, what, you what have else to, can you do? Well, I mean, I was like, you know, we can't get the scalpel out today. It's like a Friday afternoon. I got a little, and she did a little filler under my eyes. Um, yeah. I have really bad genetic hollowing. I've talked about this ad nauseum, but yeah. like, 
I mean, I had literally had like an Uncle Fester. His name was Uncle Lester. And he had the darkest circles that I could ever imagine as a child. And I remember even looking at him then and thinking, this is my destiny. God love him. Nicest guy in the world. But the hollows that I have are very, very, very deep. So she did just a little hyaluronic acid under there. And it helps because yeah. when you plump up that area, your skin, you know, is a little farther away from that, um, yeah. you know, the the blood, the the color of the stuff that's under there. So, and what I'm, did she recommend for your five and 10 year plan? I didn't even get, I was starstruck, Rachel. I was sitting in there <laughs> sweating. Like you would have thought I was meeting president Obama. Like, Oh, and the only other time I've been this nervous was when I went to a conference with Andrew and there were a bunch of like Congress people there. And I was like trying to get interviews on the slide. And I was like, this is the only time I've ever felt like yeah. this starstruck. Um, she's really good. Uh, very meticulous. Like she does the whole, you know, they stare at your face and they're like, mm -mm. and the thing mm -hmm. about going to see these people. And I, I have to put this out there because every friend that I've talked to, who's had a consult for an injectable of some form always feels like shit after they leave. Cause they're like, well, she told me I, I could do this and I could do that. And I'm like, they're always going to tell you, you can do something. It doesn't mean you're just you know, it's, it's a really humbling experience because they're looking at you from a clinical perspective for symmetry or for whatever. And, right. um, so, you know, there was a long list of things I technically could have done, but I don't have that kind of money and I don't have that desire right now. So we started with this and I love it. I really love now it. Now you're in the system. So now you can like, when you need her, yes. if you need her, if I need her, and I'm if gonna... not, you use her products, which you're going to show yes. me just really quick and then move on. So their SPF 44 BB cream. Ooh. I have it on now under my makeup. Um, I'm like half and half with SPF during the day on my face ever since we talked to our sun expert. Sometimes yeah. I like to let a little vitamin D in, but this is what it looks like. And if you guys are listening, it's just basically a light tint and it, the SPF protection comes from zinc oxide. Can you see like how well it blends? Yeah. Is it dewy and sticky or does it actually absorb into the skin? Not sticky, but also not a matte finish. So I don't know if you can see okay. there's a light very natural kind of finish to it. I wouldn't it's call nice. it a shimmer finish. I'd call it a natural finish. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, I have makeup on top, yeah. but it's a very similar kind of your skin shines through. Love it. Does not yeah. cover up, you know, pimples and dark spots, but it looks good. Anyway, that's this that. Evens out the skin tone for sure. We love it. We're here for it. Okay. Let's oh, yeah. run down. We have like celebrity gossip to get to too. I, know. I mean, this is going to be a long episode. Should we just keep going? Yeah, just, we're going. We we teased it. We're doing it. Okay. okay. We'll roll through these. These okay. are not, you know, super. I think. Go ahead. You go for it. Do you have any Instagram accounts? Favorite Instagram no. accounts lately? Okay. I'm just going to show uh, one. the NHL because like I'm busy what? in hockey season. My brain is like. Plug your podcast. Oh, oh, the House of Hockey podcast. If you like to watch hockey. Uh, you can listen to me and my co-host Breezy. We're two female fans sharing the female perspective on the NHL. So new episodes every Tuesday on all platforms. It's good. And it's entertaining. She makes sports entertaining. I don't know. I, I do. Should. They're already entertaining, I guess, for some people, but <laughs> you make it like approachable. Thank you. I, I enjoy it. it. So yeah, I'm just knee deep in hockey right now. I'm not looking at anything else. The Is this royalty now the thing yeah. you want me to share? Okay. So guys, current favorite. I've been following this for a while, but really obsessed with it. Um, especially as I'm like putting the kids to bed. Sometimes I like to watch something kind of soothing. And so royalty now is an Instagram account. It's at royalty underscore now underscore. Um, she takes pictures of historical figures and animates them. So if you click on one, she will yeah. like... Put on, I don't know, pick any one that you want and if when you pop it up. And Prince she will Albert. take these. Prince Albert. I don't know why that makes me laugh. I do know why that makes me laugh. Um, yeah. 
animate it and then you'll see like she makes these like historical figures look alive it is insane oh isn't that cool here share this it's still not on the stream here let me add it oh there shoot i'm just sitting here watching <laughs> it <laughs> sorry there's there's the producer host brain flop uh thanks i was watching the whole thing Holy crap. You're like, share this. I'm like, I am. I don't know what she's talking about. Isn't it crazy? You're watching it. Click and show some other ones. Queen so Victoria this one? brought okay. to life. Okay. Watch sharing this. Finally. Great and like, we've all seen these historical figures in like textbooks or online over time, but when they're animated and she uses this tech special technology that like animates their face, it's really, really cool. There was Holy one. Holy cow. Go down to Abraham, Abraham Lincoln and see. It's Abraham like Lincoln? No, that's like Which, a Wayne's. That's like a Wayne's World joke. Abraham Lincoln. There we go. Watch how weird this him, one right? is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Watch it. Doesn't it kind of freak you out? It's like animating and morphing. It I don't is. know. If, I don't know if they make his face move in this one, but there are some. So anyway, current. This you have insane. to follow if you don't. Mm -hmm. it's Where really do cool. you find these things? This is not what shows up in my recommended follow for me. All that shows up in mine. <laughs> Is any account related to Britney Spears? Oh so like, my gosh! I don't oh, the know telling where things <laughs> that our Instagram feed my says girl. about us. I actually heard about this on the Brain Candy podcast a while back, and I have been obsessed with this account since. So I yeah, it. I love it. Okay, let's move on. Do you want to do some headlines, okay. Rach? Let's so we are just days out of a really, really big story on the entertainment front. Uh, James Corden, who, as we know, has a late show, was just called out by the owner of a restaurant in New York City, Balthazar. The owner's name is Keith McNally, and he said James Corden is, quote, the most abusive customer ever. He shamed the late, late show host over two incidents, one in June, another in October, in which he yelled, quote, like crazy at staff over an omelet and fries and demanded free drinks, quote, this Second, James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man and the most abusive customer to cover a customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. I, I mean, like, I feel like this headline, this like story has been out for a while on James Corden. He like gets bad press all the time. But what do we think? What do we think of badly behaving celebrities? I don't I don't get it. I think there is no reason to be, especially when you know you're under a microscope. And everybody knows who you are, especially in New York City at a restaurant where celebrities and famous people go all the time. You would think you'd be a little more aware, but I've heard from many people about fame that it it just amplifies whoever you really are already or whatever you're struggling with and you're forced to deal with it. Like it just brings out the ego or the id or whatever, you know? That's so true. And again, getting a little woo-woo with it. I think, like you said, when we're amplified or our energy, our reach is amplified in some way, it does, it shows who you truly are. And it goes back to like yeah. why what our parents taught us growing up is really the most important lessons in life, the golden rule of it all, the um, be kind to others. And, and it's shocking to me that someone could achieve so much outside of their, you know, like go so far from, from where they started and forget yeah. the simplest things. It's really disappointing. And like, I, I, I don't know. I, I know there were some other celebrities that apparently have had. Yeah. They named like too. Haley Bieber and Judd Apatow, Leslie Mann, yeah. Apatow, Kylie Jenner. I mean, I, you know, Here's am I surprised? No, but no. I'm disappointed. I worked as a server for many years and in, in the restaurant industry. And I, 
make it a point whenever I go to a restaurant, I ask the server their first name most of the time. They don't tell you. And then I call them by their first name the entire rest of my experience. And Mm -hmm. it just makes them human and makes them feel like a real person. And I think it's like a little hot tip that you can try to use when you go to the restaurant. Same works for a bartender. I'm like, what's your name? Okay, thank you so much, Kevin. And then when I'm done or whatever, and like, thank you, Kevin. It goes such a long way when they are treated like such absolute garbage by so many people, like restaurant server industry, like people treat them poorly or feel like they can. So I don't know. It's awful. Um, I, um, oh gosh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Oh, he apparently didn't know the names of his own cameramen on set and wins that he has I can you like and what? you know working in like a TV environment like you're you're with those guys floor managers camera people like constantly like I, not only wow. did I know the camera people's you know like the floor director's name I, I like knew backstories I knew political yeah. affiliations <laughs> I knew everything it's it really yeah. said something about someone the only like graceful mm. way I can think of interpreting this is that maybe this is like a stretch of a stretch, but maybe he felt like he had to preserve some of that energy or some of that attention to like go into his art. Like he felt like, okay, really, like he can't be BSing between takes. But then that's also pretty embarrassing if you can't find the energy to be kind. I don't know. There's actually no graceful interpretation. He just seems like an ass. No. Right? No, you can be nice. You can still be kind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments, right? Especially long days when you're tired. Uh, The like tone, my tone can change and it can come out a little whatever, but you know, you you do your best. I think, you know, 80% of the time you're nice, then you're okay. Yeah. I, I do think too, like we're responsible for our behavior, obviously in the world. And like, if I'm having a bad day, even with the kids, like it's a real struggle to like acknowledge that it's it's my problem. Like just because I'm tired or yeah. I'm I can't make it everyone else's problem. And I think that's a really grown up way of showing up in the world. Maybe he needs to grow up a little bit. So we hate James Corden yeah. is no she's kidding. <laughs> so verdict I mean, is in we hate you. No, I'm just kidding. But um, do we hate Anne Hathaway and why? Because oh that's the next story. Yes. Do you want to intro this one or like sum- summarize it for us? Yes. So why do we hate Anne? Anne Hathaway wrote a, sort of an op-ed type of thing about how it felt to be hated by the whole internet. Remember when everyone hated her simply for existing? Uh, did you hate her? Why did you hate her? I think a lot of it had to do with she won an Oscar for Les Mis, and then she also hosted the Oscars, and a lot of people hated her Oscar hosting thing and her looks. It was kind of like, wasn't that all around the same time? Yeah, I think like, you know, she gives me major theater kid vibes, you know, like the kind of kid who was always throwing. And I don't mean that in a bad way because I am firmly against how she was treated. But I love how CNN puts this article out when back in 2013, they had an article titled Why You Love to Hate Anne Hathaway. Like, go fuck yourself, CNN. Don't try to be on the right side of history. You're part of the bullies. But um, it is like, it's just sad. I I think people are probably like, there's there's a part of people who are... And she has that, like, she does have that, like, kind of goody two-shoes vibe and um, Mm. massively successful from a young age. She's very self-possessed. You're not going to catch her swearing or slipping up or... And people, for some reason, like, they like the mess and they don't like that. And I think she was, like, a victim of her own image in some ways. But 
I, I'm glad that she got the the final say. I think she so she in this in this op-ed that she just put out, she said there's a difference between existence and behavior. You can judge behavior and forgive it or not, but you don't have the right to judge and especially not hate someone for existing. And if you do, you're not where it's at. Ten years ago, I was given an opportunity to look at the language of hatred from a new perspective. And um, yeah, she goes on to say it was just really hurtful. I feel for her. I really do. And I, I, I didn't really hate her. I kind of was indifferent to her when this was all going on. But I remember entire, yeah. you know, online, you know, Instagram posts being made about it and people talking about it on on TV. And it's just like felt like such a pylon, just unnecessary. Yeah, definitely unnecessary. There was really no reason for it. It's not like she did something like James Corden did where you could actually be like, okay, I don't like you. I don't mm -hmm. like the way you treat waitstaff or mm -hmm. your crew. And like, that's not okay. I don't like you for that. That was like gives a reason. I don't really think there was a tangible reason. I do have a friend though who hates Anne Hathaway. Just Can't because. watch doesn't like her, hates her. She thinks she's a horrible actress. She's ruined films, like doesn't like her portrayal of stuff. So she has a validity to it. Like she doesn't actually like her acting skills, which okay. she doesn't maybe like her as an actor and not as a whole person that she right. made her existence. Like, Let me ask so. you this though. Let me ask you this though, Rach. Do you think there's an element of sexism here? And do you think that people randomly hate men for the same reasons? Because I'm trying to think um, offhand of a person, of a man in that industry who's no, universally disliked or hated. And I really can't. I feel like we only do this to women. We only do this to women. We're so much quicker and easier to judge. And it also doesn't help that we have shows like The Real Housewives that I do enjoy indulging in and hating on as just a form of like, it's ridiculous, you know, not like I actually hate those women for existing. It's entertainment, right? And she's in the entertainment industry. It's complicated. We don't do it to men, though. We really don't do it to men, really at all. Maybe in the sports sports space, I think there's more of it and less of it in the celebrity space. And I definitely think that the stereo is flipped in sports, where we don't hate women athletes because not we to be rude, but no one athletes watches as much female comp, you know, c competitive yeah. things it's on growing. TV as we do for men, right? It's growing in women's professional soccer and the WNBA, right. but yeah, I mean, it's not there, but I don't think that we do that to male actors or That's musicians. Well, I mean, everybody hated um, Adam Levine. Levine. Yeah, right? but we like kind of hated him, but we and we made fun of him for a minute. And now we moved on. You know, poor Anne got dragged yeah. for like years. Yeah, I know. It's like not to get all bra burner, but it is. It, it is true, and it's sad. Women, I always say it: the best and the worst. We're the best. We're the worst. I think Anne too, because she is so buttoned up, like you said, her image and the way she presents herself publicly, she doesn't really let anybody in and therefore mm -hmm. it's hard to relate to her and so the relatability isn't there in any way even just a nudge she doesn't share anything and I think that's why it was much easier for people to just come to a conclusion of disliking her mm -hmm. yeah you can't you can't fly with the perfect girl image in this day and age unless you're Kate Middleton then people want you to just be sort of buttoned up and in that position. But I agree with you, like with the way that we um, voluntarily share our lives these days on social media, or even if you mm -hmm. don't with the type of content that's out there, people now expect a level of authenticity. And I feel like if you don't show up with a little bit, it's like 
people just react badly. Yeah. For better or for worse, you know, I feel bad for her. I see her as a real talent, but, um, yeah, it seems like she's feeling better now. I'm happy with her. I'm happy with her performance in The Devil Wears Prada. I can watch that movie over and over and I don't feel any hatred. That's right. She can cry snuggling her Oscar. Okay, there's one really other quick article I wanted to run through too because I just thought this was interesting. If you're traveling soon, you will find this. Um, you will find this useful in some ways. So uh, Yahoo just posted an article. No one is trying to be offensive. It's just how we are culturally. So people from all around the world went on Reddit and they shared societal norms and expectations that travelers should know before visiting certain areas. So the first First one is, I'm going to pop up my little notes here. Not the first one. The first one we're going to go through. This is one person, one Parisian. In Paris, wear pants. I'm looking at you, Americans. If you wear shorts, you're either a kid, a skateboarder, or you're at the beach. And there are no beaches in Paris. Wear, <laughs> we, we wear pants all year round. I love this too. Because when I wear shorts and I have to wear them in Florida, I feel like my legs are yeah, always yeah. getting grimy. But um, what do you think about this? Right? What are you doing? Like sitting on benches. Swamp? <laughs> What are you doing? Like, I don't know. I have this weird thing about sitting in public spaces in shorts because I'm like, like all the germs that my legs are picking up. And then I'm, I have to shower before bed or I feel like I'm dragging that in. But that's just. Especially in summers in Florida. I had to shower before bed almost every night if I went out because it was just like sweat and the dirt and the bleh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm okay with not wearing shorts. In, in Paris. I honestly don't even really wear shorts that much anymore either. Also, that's one of the issues. I need recommendations for shorts that are not $200 for like jean shorts because that is, I, I morally will not spend that much on jean shorts. I think that's ridiculous. So I need a good pair, but I spent all summer wearing just flowy dresses. Okay. A Goldie is the brand you need. A-G-O-L-D-E. How much am I dropping on jeans? They're part 80, 80 bucks, 57. This one's on sale. Um, All right. Okay. Let me just pop this up and I'm going to show anyone who's, hold on. I, you know, you ask what I mean, asking you shall receive. Let me, let me pop this link in the private chat. If anyone's watching. I I asked, um, I'll try to throw it up. I asked a mutual friend of ours for a recommendation on the jean shorts they were wearing and I was like, oh my God, those are perfect. That's exactly what I want. And I went to go buy them and they were like $300. I was like, I am not buying $300 jean shorts. You got to be out of your mind. Yeah, like, you can't, don't have to do that. And in fact, I feel like these ones are so like quality. I'm going to send you another one. And Levi's is actually another, their 501 original short is really, okay. really cute. So that's a longer short. You don't have to go that length. But no, that but brand... I want a longer short. I don't want my ass showing. Yeah. These are the ones for you. Best, best, best jean shorts. I probably have three pairs of these and I just alternate between. And then I'll send you this link. The Levi's 501 um, short is really good too. And this one is like, what is this retail for? I mean, this one's on sale for 33 bucks. So that's, that's the language I'm speaking. That's where I'm at. See, but those 501s are too short. They yeah, they're kind of short. Her crotch, but they have. <laughs> there's a little underwear action if you get close. If you if you flip your legs the wrong way in the Levi's, but they yeah, make no. a longer cut. They make Sorry. a longer cut. No, no, no. They All make right. a longer cut. I swear. Funny, I cannot. Hold on. Okay, Hold on. I'll I will continue searching. But thank you for the recommendation. They're really yeah. good, but Levi's in okay. general, like, oh yeah, here's a longer one. Uh, they're five hundred one mid thigh. We're here for okay, it. Yeah, okay. That's um, what I need. I'm gonna, I'll link this I'm, one for everyone. 
not a mom, but I'm looking for the mom length jean and not up my crotch where I'm going to get a UTI in the middle of the summer because I'm sweating and my jeans are up and I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, so, yeah. we don't want this. We don't want this at all. Anyway, um, I digress. I took us off course. I apologize. No, not at all. That was it. We're going to link this article too. It's really, it's just interesting because I feel like, you know, um, I always want to be the person that like doesn't look like a tourist, even though I am a tourist when I'm there. Um, here's another one. In Scotland, don't call it scotch. It's just called whiskey without the E. Yeah. And we will assume you want single malt Scottish whiskey unless you specify otherwise. That was interesting. If you're in London, on the tube, stand on the right. That is. That unless- one I didn't know. And I think I messed up when I was there. <laughs> well, like, they mean like in the subway itself or in the like, in the, you know, car itself. They're saying stand on the right. I think so. That it says stand on the right unless you want a horde of tutting Londoners, tutting Londoners, staring angrily at the back of your head. I don't know what that means. I feel like maybe we just follow like what the crowd is doing on the tube. So I tried to do. Yeah. <laughs> in Paris, what the two times I was in Paris, it was never warm enough to wear shorts. And I was definitely mistaken for a Parisian because I tried really hard to blend in and not look like an American. And people were like, oh, bonjour. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, bonjour. <laughs> and they were like, like, oh, are you American? And I was like, yes, I'm sorry. I'm trying to learn French. And they were actually so pleasant and all wanted to practice their English with me. Oh, isn't that a bummer when you go somewhere wanting to practice the language with natives and all they do is like, I was in Italy speaking Italian to my like crude Italian and they would like, they would grant me like three sentences and then they were like, and then go into English. Yeah. Yeah. It's really disappointing. You know, we're just boring Americans. When you go to another country, if you put a little effort in and try to speak the language or just try to bow in Japan or whatever, and it's appreciated a little effort. Like saying a waiter's name and not screaming at them for something they didn't do. They make no freaking money. They're understaffed. Just be nice. Just, be, Just nice. be nice. That's the that's the overarching lesson of this episode, guys. <laughs> Just be a good human. Um, that was a wild ride. We have to do this more, Rage. Yep. This was fun. I love this. We went on. I got to like tighten up my responses. I just get so excited talking to you because I'm like, I want to talk about all the things with Sunny because no. she knows everything about everything. I love it so much. And and maybe we could even in the future, um, you know, if you guys have recommendations, especially like on the product side of things, we sh- we can we could and should source from from people who want to share their favorites because it's that kind of like word of mouth stuff that is always the best recommendation. I mean, I'm going to take a left turn, but like, that's how back in the day we learned about how to make out with boys and what a BJ was. And like all of that stuff was all word of mouth with the girls who were a couple years older than you, who told you how to make out and how to do everything. And how to use a tampon and what to wear. That was how it was done. You're talking right now and literally scenes are flashing in front of my head of my girlfriend with a banana in my bedroom. And I was like, well, this doesn't seem like something I ever want to do in whatever seventh grade. I was like, this is like above my pay grade right now. I don't know what your boyfriend is doing for you, but it better be good if you're doing this. Oh my God. And like, yes. But like, I could not imagine talking about any of those things on social media. But to, that just to, seems too much for me. But I could do it here on the show. But like, I, I don't think I could just go on my Insta story and talk about my period. Like, I just, I don't know. You do it. And I love that you do it. <laughs> Meanwhile, yesterday like, I was like, I can't like do it. I'm dying of exhaustion. Yeah. I mean, that's, 
Yeah. I, I mean, I literally, the level of exhaustion I have when I, the first day I get my period these days, it's the only symptom I have of PMS. I don't really get cramps. I don't get too cranky. I just get so prohibitively tired that I just, I had to stare at the wall all day. It's awful. I just don't think that's my audience and my platform for what I put out on my social. Like you are a little bit different. Like, could you imagine if I put that on my hockey page? Like, hey guys, just got my period eating (laughs) Oreo ice cream while watching the Blackhawks lose. They just suck. You know, like, could you imagine that people would be like, I don't know what is happening here. Just Is it like a mostly male audience too? Is that what you're working with? A lot no, of we actually have a pretty mixed audience of women and men. Yeah. But a lot of men and they, they like hearing what we have to say, I guess. Well, listen, they better like <laughs> listening to stuff about your period too, because you have a significant other in your life who's a female, you're going to show up yeah. as the enlightened male. So maybe you should just add that into your repertoire. Maybe this, my co-host is going to be like, I am not talking about that. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not talking about that. That's you awesome. can, but I'm not talking about that. She she is not about that. It is oh, hard yeah. enough. I I pull enough out of her and make her feel uncomfortable every episode. I could not throw that. I could not drop a period bomb on her. <laughs> drop a period bomb. Well, listen, not. if if we're not here for the uncomfortable flash each other on live TV moments, what are we doing with our lives? We're here for it all. Um Thanks guys for giving me a place to do this, Sunny. Oh my this gosh. This is my place to do this, is right here with you on We Gotta Talk. Th- this is this is the beginning of a series, I feel. And I'm really like, I'm excited. I feel like we don't get to do this. Yeah. We're always like digging into deep, heavy things. So we'll make yeah, it a thing. And if you fun. guys, yeah, if you guys like it, um, drop me a DM, you know where to find me on Instagram and Rachel too. She's at lady on TV, right? Is that right? Yeah. And, um, and yeah, we'll, we'll be back with some more. I'm going to link everything. I'm going to put together a little thing in show notes where you can click through and find all the things we talked about. And that's it. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of We Gotta Talk. If you don't mind, I would love if you could leave a rating and review. Those help this show to get out to people who might find it useful or entertaining. I'm so grateful for your support. Please follow on Instagram at Sunny Abada or check out our latest blog post at wegotatalk.com slash blog. See you next time. 